Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. Thanks for joining me on the program today. Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com if you would like to interact with us. And uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. I want to start the program out a little bit differently today. And I want to go back to all the way, all the way back to the year 2005. And in the year 2005, I was a junior in my undergraduate studies at Grove City College in Western Pennsylvania. And I was uh, taking English and secondary education. And I remember uh, on the secondary education side of things, junior year, you're getting ready to go out and student teach. And the professors, and this was advice given by not just one professor, but it was given almost universally across the board. And it was just a little bit of practical wisdom from people who had been classroom teachers for a very, very long time. And they wanted to pass on this little bit of practical wisdom onto students who are just getting ready to start their student teaching. And that, that little bit of practical wisdom was this. Do not eat lunch in the teacher's lounge. Avoid eating lunch in the teacher's lounge. Eat your lunch at your desk in the classroom. Eat your lunch outside. Eat your lunch in the gym. Eat your, eat your lunch in your car, wherever. But do not eat lunch in the teacher's lounge. And there were reasons for that. And, and I found out the reasons. You know, I found them out fairly quickly because after I finished my student teaching, I did one more semester in the classroom after that, and then I graduated and then, um, you know, started applying for full-time positions both locally and then across state lines. And, and uh, before I started my first full-time position as a teacher, I substitute taught. I substitute taught for about six months before I got that position. And on one of my excursions in substitute teaching, I wandered into a teacher's lounge. And there happens to be, at the time, teachers who were having lunch in that teacher's lounge when I, when I walked in there. And I still remember to this day, yeah, this is, uh, this is back in um, uh, 2005, 2006. And I still remember to this day, sitting here in 2019, several years removed, I, I remember to this day how almost traumatizing that experience was for me to walk into a teacher's lounge and to see a bunch of really, it wasn't a bunch, it was, um, it was about four or five, uh, but they were all laughing hysterically at a student. Uh, sort of a, a joke at a student's expense that I, I really don't want to repeat here. And they were making fun of a student. And that was absolutely terrifying to me. It was, it was traumatizing because it just went against everything I thought I knew. I mean, uh, you know, after all teachers, um, you, you assume the teachers are there for the kids, they're there to educate the kids, they're there to help the kids, and you assume that they like what they do. And don't get me wrong, uh, you know, I spent, um, spent a few years and I taught in both public and private environments. And uh, there were a lot of really solid people. 
there are a lot of teachers who who really did love what they did. They, they loved their jobs. Uh, they were in it for the kids. They were in it for the education. They loved to teach. They loved to help students grow. They they loved to help their students achieve. Um, they they loved to go on field trips. They loved to chaperone things. They they just loved everything about it. And they were they were great people to work alongside. At the same time, there there always seemed to be like this little group, and uh, they would congregate with each other, and they would sort of attract each other. And they just complained and complained and complained and complained and complained. And uh, there was a there was a pastor, and um, this was years after. And uh, I was listening to one of his messages. He was from New York City, and he said, "If you want to find some frustrated people in this world, if you want to find some frustrated people, find people who professionally work with other people. Now look at your counselors, look at your social workers." Now look at your educators, and you won't have to look far to find frustrated people. And it was it was really grieving to me, but it, it seemed to be a true statement. But keep this in mind as a backdrop. Um, keep this, uh, there's this little reality um, that misery loves company. And uh, keep that in mind as a backdrop. And we'll flip over to Psalm 34. If you've got your Bible, Flip over there with me. We'll be looking at Psalm 34, just the first three verses today. Psalm 34, beginning in verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His place shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Now, this is, this is the remedy to that strange phenomenon I was just talking about. This is the, you know, um, that, the old phrase, misery loves company. And I don't know about you, but I've seen that just time and time and time after time. And it really doesn't take long. If you, if you get some people and they're in really tough situations and they've sort of given over to that misery, and it really doesn't start taking long. It's like they start sharing testimonies, for, for lack of a better term. They start sharing testimonies, and they're bouncing them off of each other. They're bouncing them back and forth across the table. They attract people, and and, uh, and it just grows and grows and grows and grows and builds and builds and builds, and, and it's just miserable. But misery, misery loves company, and also misery does not like God, right? Misery loves company. And misery doesn't like God at all. Because you see, in someone who's been saved, someone who's been born again, God absolutely takes away misery. He takes away your misery. He takes away that burden. And God, he doesn't just take it away, but he gives something. He gives something called joy. He gives something called joy, real joy. And it, and it goes beyond uh, the the emotional state of being happy it it goes deeper than that you see joy is not uh, joy isn't based upon your circumstances at all uh, joy joy is founded on the lord it's founded on what he has done it's founded on his salvation it's founded on him putting the holy spirit inside of you sending the holy spirit according to his word and it's found and it's found in him on what he has done 
on what he does on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, moment-to-moment basis in your life, and on on the real hope, you know, there's, there's this connection between joy and hope, and um, they're on the hope of what he is going to do. But, but you know, my point is, for, for the purposes of this message, my point is that Christians have joy. Christians absolutely have joy. Um, uh, we're not just happy people, but we have this thing called joy. And uh, some of the most um, humbling and encouraging, um, joyous people um, that I've met since um, being born again and coming into the ministry, they, they've been people who go through these really, really, really difficult times. And it's not like they don't, they don't suffer. It's not like they don't have trouble. It's not like they, they're not sad sometimes, but, but there's this joy. It always comes back to this abiding, real joy that just doesn't go away. And misery loves company. Misery doesn't like God because God is out to take away the misery. God gives joy. God gives hope. God gives peace. And none of that is misery. That's not the same as misery. God takes away those burdens, God, and God gives you just a fullness of joy that's in him. And um, that, that's the remedy. You know, this, uh, we, we see this remedy here in Psalm 34 to a very, very strange phenomenon uh, that, I, that I've encountered here um, over the past six, eight, ten months. And it's the phenomenon of other Christians sort of being oddly offended uh, when they're asked about Jesus Christ. Now, I'm of the belief that um, that evangelism is a very personal thing. Um, evangelism deals with individual people. Even if you happen to be preaching in front of a group, and there, there are still individual people responding to the, to the Lord while the preaching is going on. And as such, um, I meet a lot of people. Um, over the course of of your average week, I meet I meet several people, and um, there there's been this a sort of odd trend. Um, a lot of people um, out there they do they do claim Christianity, they do uh, claim to be saved, they claim to be born again, and uh, members in local churches, and and all that is awesome, and that's great, and that's amen. And I don't want to sound like I'm coming against that at all, but hang with me for a second. Because uh, some of those people who do claim to be Christians, they get sort of oddly offended when it comes to actually talking about Jesus Christ. And some of them, unfortunately, have gotten really, really angry when it comes to talking about Jesus. And now what, what I mean by talking about Jesus is, well, um, that's, that's awesome that you were saved. How did that happen? How did that happen in your life? You know, what, what happened leading up to it? How were you different afterwards? Uh, how are you different now? You know, how, is, how has your faith grown over the years? How, how has the Lord been working in your life? How has the Lord been working in the lives of your family? And uh, that's, that's what I mean whenever, whenever people are asked to talk about Jesus. Uh, that's a lot of times the, the types of things that we say. Well, hallelujah, you know Jesus? Um, where, where were you born again? How did that happen? In your life, um, uh, who was preaching? What did you hear? How did you respond? Uh, how is your life different now? 
how is God moving in your life today? How are you, how are you more much, you know, um, how, how has it been for you? Like if, um, like, like if you got saved 30 years ago, how, how has that 30 years been? Um, how have you grown in the Lord? What have you overcome? What have you lived through? Um, um, how many people have you led to the Lord? How, you know, how is this growing in your life? And, uh, that's, that's what I mean. Uh, it's not like we're out with our Bibles, um, physically beating people over the head with them. It's not like we're particularly belligerent or anything like that when we're out, but it's just, um, it's common stuff, um, according to the New Testament. And, um, there, there's this odd reaction from some people out there on the streets or in the coffee shops or in the gyms or at the, you know, in the lunchrooms or wherever we happen to be. There's this odd reaction. And um, sometimes it just gets really awkward. Uh, sometimes people get really silent. Sometimes you know, people say, well, well, that is a private thing to me. Or sometimes, you know, as I said, um, you know, we've had some people just get really frustrated and storm out. And it's it's been an odd thing, uh, to to say the least. And you know, I just want to really be open about it here on the program because, um, you know, is it happening in other places around the country? I don't know, um, or is it somehow, you know, just something particular to us? You know, salvation it's it's such a precious thing, and that's why it's it's kind of odd. Because if you've been saved, if you have eternal life. If you've been healed, if you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, I mean, think about just that. You know, having the Holy Spirit, you, you've got no less than, than, than the third person of the Trinity living inside you. And you have full, open fellowship with God himself. And that's just, just such a precious thing. I mean, if you've had all things made new, if Jesus, and you know, if you love Jesus, Jesus loves you, you love Jesus, and there's this interaction, there's this life there, and somebody sort of comes in and asks, well, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you, do you love Jesus? Has Jesus saved you? Are you a Christian? Well, you know, isn't it natural to, to think, well, there's, there's going to be this overflow onto that person who came in and asked, well, well, hallelujah, yes, he is, he's my Lord, he's my Savior, he's my Deliverer, he's, he, he saved my soul, he gave me the Spirit, you know, uh, my, my life, you know, everything's been made new, and, and hallelujah, I've got joy, hallelujah, I've got peace, I've got hope, I've got rest in my Savior, and it's awesome because, um, you know, a lot of people in our ministry have responded in that very way. And, that, and that's so awesome. And, and my real concern, you know, as an evangelist, as a pastor, my concern is for the people who, who don't respond that way. For the people who can't, you know, to go back to Psalm 34, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord. And, you know, we may be perfect strangers. You know, humanly speaking, I, I may not know you, you may not know me. But if we have the same Savior, if we have the same Jesus, if the same Lord has, has saved our souls and, and delivered us and, and blessed us and, and given, you know, just, just this joy, this hope, this peace, this, this real fruit of the Holy Spirit, if we have that same foundation, 
then what is stopping us from magnifying the Lord and what is stopping us from exalting his name together? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. If, if you're doing that and, and if I'm doing that, and we're just walking through, uh, we're, we're just walking through Tuesday, say, so, you know, just, just another day, you know, we're just walking through just another day like that. And we're blessing the Lord. We're praising the Lord. Um, our souls are making boasts in the Lord. And then we run into each other. You know, how natural should it be? How absolutely natural should it be for us to start magnifying the Lord? One of us says to the other, well, magnify the Lord with me. We're, you know, we're both saved and we both, and we met each other and we have this fellowship and spirit bears witness with spirit and there's no heaviness and there's no awkwardness. There's the same Jesus. Let's exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. And how different that is from the person and, um, you know, um, you, you got one person and they're walking through their day and they're blessing the Lord and they're praising the Lord and they see another person over there and they ask and they ask this other person, hey, do you know Jesus too? Do you know Jesus too? And that other person is like, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus. And there's this discomfort and there's this heaviness. Well, ha well hallelujah. You know, how, how, how did he draw you? Where, you know, where were you? Were you in a church or were you somewhere else or, or who was preaching or who was witnessing? Um, you know, how, you know, when, when did that happen in your life? Um, are, are you a new Christian or have you been Christian for a really, really long time? And there's just this silence or there's this heaviness or there's awkwardness or there's, you know, well, well, you know, um, I, 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 um, I don't know. Um, I, I just go to the services. I've uh, been going to uh, such and such church down the road, or I, I go to this church, um, but uh, but I haven't been there in in a in a really long time, or um, and uh, you know, and it just gets heavy, or or they, or there's this anger, or there's it's just some sort of a disconnect here. And you know, my question is, you know, if if um, we, if we both know the same Jesus. If we have the same foundation, may it not be so difficult, may it not be awkward at all for us to magnify the Lord together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And if we know the same Jesus, if we've been saved by the same Jesus, then friend, uh, we're brethren according to the Bible. We are brethren according to the Bible. And may his praise continually be in your mouth. May you bless him at all times. And may your soul always make boast in the Lord. Because hallelujah, if, if we're walking in that, look at verse 2 here. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then that wonderful invitation, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. But uh, just an observation, really, on the program today, um, an observation of something that is, um, uh, quite frankly, the word I kept on coming back to was odd. It was just sort of odd. 
you know, to to meet people who say that they've been Christians for 30 or 40 years, some of them. Um, but there, there's there's just this sort of bitterness about it. And um, yeah, yeah, brethren, that that shouldn't be according to the word of God, because there's this joy and there's this growing that takes place in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, hallelujah, you get saved. You join a local church and you come under uh, and come under the pastors of that local church and they help you really grow in the Lord. And they help you come into the full stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's this wonderful growing that goes on. There's this wonderful maturing that grows on. And um, that, that's a joyous thing. That's a really, really joyous thing. This relationship we have with Jesus, it gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the years go on. But that's what the Bible describes. And, um, you know, friend, there's, there's, such a, there's such a ministry out there to those who, who are in misery especially to those who are in misery and in our churches, um, you know, in our congregations. There's, there's, such a, there's such a ministry that we have for them. Um, but, you know, it's a true statement. You know, misery loves company and misery does not like God because God is out to take that misery away. But, friend, um, you know, I hope this has, this has blessed you today. I hope it's encouraged you today. But again, this is uh, the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast, and my name is Phil Duddy. I'm an evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle. We're located in King, North Carolina. GBTMinistries.com is the the church's website, and you can find uh, locations, you can find meeting times, you can find information about the church on that website. And if you're in the area, we would love to meet you in person. Please do feel free to visit one of our services. We'd love to meet you. And if you'd like to interact with us here on the program, we'd love to hear from you, um, especially if um, you're seeing this sort of same trend of uh, quote-unquote Christian ministry, quote-unquote Christian misery. Um, if I can talk here at the end of the program, got a bit of a cold today, but if um, you're seeing this same thing go on, you know, um, we'd love to hear from you. But please do reach out to us here at the program. Our email address is the best way to get us, redeeming the lost at iCloud.com is that email address. And again, I want to thank you for listening and the Lord bless you.